0: Real sports talk for real sports fans.
1: Swinging them in, slam touchdown sports. It's Jimmy B and TC. Oh yeah, the word you're looking for is wow. Here's Gemma Trent.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll into the second hour here. Uh John Bonencamp, Burlington Hawkeye, coming up at about five fifteen, five twenty right in there. We'll uh do some uh Dodgers conversation since the wise owl apparently uh has been a Dodger fan for like eons, and we'll do some uh, hot talk with John as well. Uh speaking of the baseball scene, they are uh, getting ready, and apparently, Trent, uh, they had some rain there in the nation's capital, so they've uh, kind of got uh, the stadium cleaned up a little bit, and it looks like, however, the game is going
2: to go off on time. Saw that, Jimmy B. Yeah, that would be a huge disappointment if we we would get a delay yeah. with, with not a whole lot going on, but if you are a baseball fan, Jim, there is some baseball tonight and uh, local baseball as Class 1A ah. and 2A will be having their sub-state final coming up this evening. So a little high school baseball action. Uh, tomorrow I'll be back out on the ball fields making the drive down to Indianola, where 6th-ranked Indianola has put together an incredible season, 34-3 and three on the year. They get West Des Moines Valley in the sub-state final in Class 4A. We'll have coverage of that one. We'll also keep you up to date on all the games in Class 3 and 4A tonight. But tonight... The smaller schools will get their turn punching their ticket to Principal Park and playing in the big ball yard, Jimmy B. And and we've talked about this before, just, just how great it is for these kids to be able to experience as a player playing in Principal Park.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, look, they do such a great job. It's a terrific uh, AAA stadium. And from the standpoint of the groundskeeping and everything else that goes into it, Man, oh man, oh man, what a dream to be able to play in a ball yard like that and have your family and friends come and watch you. Uh, I, I think it's one of the best things that Des Moines does, and you always have to congratulate the Iowa Cubs for always setting it up so that when the high school kids are having their tournament, the I-Cubs are on the road, Trent.
2: Yeah, and uh, the Class 1A quarterfinals will be Friday and Saturday, 11 and one thirty for those, and, and because of that... I wonder if the Cubs are still at home over the weekend. I I was looking at the schedule last night, and I kind of was wondering about that. And, uh, yes, they are. So how about that? You can not only partake with the state baseball tournament on Friday, a Saturday of this week, but then that evening uh, the I-Cubs will be at town and another opportunity for the kids that are making their way in Class 1A to see a little baseball after they take the field. That will be really cool coming up this weekend. So, yeah, the I-Cubs will be at home. They'll be playing at night on Friday and Saturday night, then a home game on Sunday at 108 before they depart. And then the following week, that's when our coverage will get going. We're going to be following all the local schools here. The winner tomorrow's night's matchup with Indianola and Valley, obviously that one. The winner of the Urbendale matchup as they go up against Ankeny High, who had a comeback. They were down four to two going into their last at bat in the seventh. They put a three spot on the board to upend Des Moines East. Uh, and also uh, Johnston, the number one team in the state. They're taking mm-hmm. on Sioux City East in the sub-state final. More than likely, going to guess the Dragons are going to be They're Still the class after winning another title last year of 4A baseball as Johnston. What Coach Barda has done with that program has been absolutely a sight to see, Jimmy B, and they'll be the big favorite going into next week, and we'll have full coverage here for you on 1700. But, Jim, it's not just about that. It's about the All-Star game here tonight. And as we started the conversation, rain looks to be moving away. We'll be okay with the start this evening. You know, I got wondering, and I know we've talked about this before, but the marketing of stars. You know, Shohei Otani is back batting now for the Angels. And nationally, Mm -hmm. there isn't any buzz. This guy is incredible. Take away his exploits as we're not going to see him on the mound more than likely for the rest of the season. Just take that away. And think of a 24-year-old adjusting to... A new culture, a completely yes. different scene, new pitchers, everything that goes into it. And this guy is hitting 285. His sluggy percentage is at 526. He is putting up great numbers there. In fact, you look at his OPS plus, there's only 15 players in baseball that have better numbers than him at the plate we're talking about this year. Otani is an absolute star. His teammate, Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, maybe the best player we've seen in baseball in a long, long time, and nobody knows these guys. I mean, Nobody talks yeah. about them. So come up with a, something concrete, Jimmy. What can be done by Major oh, League man. Baseball to increase the visualness of these guys, to increase the visibility of what these guys are, who they are? We know NFL players. We know NBA players. We get to know mm-hmm. these guys. Why can't baseball do it? What can they do? The
0: one thing that stands out to me, the major difference between major league baseball players and the NFL and the NBA, you rarely see major league baseball players doing national commercials. They're just they're just nowhere to be found. And I think what has happened, Trent, in major league baseball is that it is so regionalized mm-hmm. that that it that has captured the region but the rest of the country doesn't pay any attention. And I think one of the reasons is, A, 162 games, so it goes on forever. B, I don't major, and we've had this conversation in the past, Major League Baseball does not do a great job of marketing their stars and promotions for Major League Baseball. And C, now, Mike Trout, if he's in Los Angeles, that dude can't go anywhere
2: mm-hmm.
0: because he'll, he's, he stands out just like LeBron James now. He, he can't go in anywhere. LeBron James can't go anywhere well, in the entire but, world. But is that You're, true? But, but, Mike, but, but Mike Trout can. Yeah, Mike Trout can right. go. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Trout, Mike Trout can walk around in Kansas City probably. If, if, if the Angels weren't playing in Kansas City, he could probably go downtown to the uh, Power and Light district with a ball cap on and just hang out and maybe only a few people would probably pick up on who he really is. That's LeBron James can't go anywhere. Right. Anywhere. Tom Brady? You, know, think, about, you, you think Tom, Tom Brady? Yeah. Tom, yeah, yeah. Aaron and,
2: Rogers, yeah. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. But it's not yeah. the case here. We are talking no, about an not. incredible yeah. talent. I, I was reading uh, some numbers earlier today on Trout. So, again, and, and the war number, and people can argue, you know, what that actually means and, and what that should be. But, but listen to this. So, if he puts together another war at 10.5 or a better this season, which looks like he's going to do once again approaching that, he will do it again this season. There have only been a handful of players, to ever put up the numbers that he has over the course of their career. Here's the names for you. Babe Ruth, Carl Yastrzemski, Mm -hmm. Rogers Hornsby, Barry Bonds, Lou Gehrig, Cal Ripken Jr., Hannes Wagner, Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb, Willie Mays, Stan Musial, and Joe Morgan. That's it. That's the list. And my trust, 26 years old, he's still got another good 12 years left in him. And he is already on his way to accomplishing something that has only been done by a dozen guys ever in baseball history, and he lives in anatomy. I mean, think of that guy playing in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 90s. He's, yes. He is a star. He is the marketing star of all of sport. And today, you, you go up to, and I'm not just talking about, you know, a lot of times I like to use, you know, well, would my grandma or, or would my mom know who this person is? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sports fans just without the ball cap on, without the Angels hat, put up a picture of Mike Trout out of 100 guys on the street that you would, you would ask Jimmy B, how many do you think would know who that is? Oh, 20? Man. Maybe. Maybe 20? Maybe.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and see, here's the deal, is that you can be a baseball fan, but you're only a fan of your team. Yeah, and that's a lot of people. That's, that's, yes, and, and, that's what, and that's why I referenced Kansas City. Major city with a baseball team and an NFL team. And if Mike Trout was hanging out in Kansas City, power and light, not a lot of people are going to really pay any attention to it. Mm -hmm. Now, if Mike Trout's down in Des Moines and he's just down on Court Avenue, yeah, you and I are going to know who he is immediately. I don't know how many of your
2: friends are going to recognize him. I don't even know if I know who he is immediately. (laughs)
0: <laughs> to be perfectly honest,
2: I'd be like, look at that big dude. I think I know him, and, and it might take me a minute. I'm, I'm not lying. A minute. I, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, who is that guy? it take a moment to place it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't think I would see him in instantly in a snap of a finger say, oh, there's Mike Trout. I, there's Mike Trout. Yeah. Julie yeah. B., you know I'm a huge baseball fan. but You are. You I, are. Yeah. That it, but what can be done? And back to my original question, that's the difficult thing because of the regional aspect of the sport. I just don't know what more can be done. If the Angels well, were that, better, I, would that matter? If he was playing in the East Coast, matter. would it be yeah. that big of a deal? If, if he was playing for the Yankees, I'm sure that would be different, no doubt. But yes. y- you fall into that. Jimmy B., another thing that I think needs to happen, and this might not uh, go over real well in the Midwest, we need another great Yankees-Red Sox series. I know, I know. Yes, we do. We were bludgeoned over the head with it throughout the late 90s and into the early 2000s. Do you know the last time that we got to see the Yankees and Red Sox play in the playoffs? Uh,
0: I know it's in the 2000s.
2: 2003. 15 years ago, the walk-off homer by Aaron Bleeping Boone off of Tim Wakefield in Game 7. But that's the last time we got to see that series. That doesn't discredit what's happened in baseball over the last 15 years. I know we got too much of it. I think we were oversaturated with it. I will agree with that. But, Jim, I think that's important, getting back to that that rivalry. You don't have to be a Yankees or Red Sox fan to recognize what a great rivalry it is, how important it is, the intensity. And one of the things about playoff baseball that is so excellent is that pitch-by-pitch, the edge of your seat, just waiting anticipation for something to happen, how everything is so magnified and so important, and it feels like it even goes up another level when we get Yankees-Red Sox. There's going to be a lot Mm -hmm. of talk here as the American League, for all intents and purposes, it's over. Look, there there are six teams for five spots right now. The A's in Seattle battling for the second wild-card spot. Whoever doesn't win the East will get the first wild-card spot, and the Indians will run away and hide and the Astros are going to run away and hide with their divisions. Uh We know five of the six teams that are going to be in there when we get to playoff time. But, Jim, with that, there's going to be talk about, well, how unfair it is for, let's say it is the Yankees. They won 101 games, but the Red Sox won 104, so they have to play a one-game playoff. Well, you know the reason for this, right? Do you know the reason that they implemented this? Well, obviously the biggest part is money. You get another round of playoffs, this one-game playoff. They kind of manufacture and it's a good thing for the bottom line and for the television networks. They love that. But the reason this was put into place was to, again, magnify the importance of the division. Because the Yankees, about 8, 10 years ago, they basically waved the towel in the final weekend so they'd be a wildcard team and so they could face in the Correct. first round the Minnesota Twins.
0: Minnesota, Yes, I, I do remember that. Was that uh, 2009 and A-Rod when they won the World Series?
2: Could have been. That sounds right. It's right in that yes. territory, though. Right at the yes. end of the uh, Twins winning five out of six division titles. But we know mm-hmm. what happened come playoff time. They'd run into the Yankees, and, and it would be and ugly boom. outside of one great start by Johan and uh, one terrible call by uh, Des Moines' own. But we'll leave that one aside, Jimmy B. It's just... <laughs> but okay. back to the original premise here. Yes. Yankees, Red Sox, baseball needs it. This is setting up to be very boring in the American League. As great as these teams are, very boring. If you can get that, though, in the ALCS, I think you really have something. And all of a sudden, October baseball is important again. And then you couple that with the Cubs going for their second world title in three years. The Dodgers mm-hmm. look to be back in it, searching for their yep. first world title since 1989. This could be a great playoff. But I think we've got a long summer still in front of us.
0: I hope you're right. I really do because I would like to see baseball finally get some publicity because it virtually gets hardly any. It's turned into a regional sport for their respective teams, and that's it. We're coming right back, everybody. John Camp, Burlington Hawkeye, is going to be our guest. Jimmy B and TC right here on the Big Cocker 1700. Now listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say Alexa, play
1: 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. The TNP football camp is back in Central Iowa. Join myself, Tavian Banks. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage inside the twenty. Forget about it. Touchdown Iowa. Along with Tim Dwight. Superman and he
0: plays for the Iowa
1: Hawkeyes Touchdown! July 27th and 28th at Valley High School for the TNT Football Camp Players ages 7 through 14 will experience football fundamentals taught by the best high school coaches in the Midwest Find more information at TNTCamps.com
2: Join us for the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's Go to ALC.org to register for an event near you Together, we can end Alzheimer's.
1: Sponsored by Account Temps. Demand for top talent is at an all-time high. Account Temps can help you find highly skilled temporary accounting and finance professionals who fit your needs and hit the ground running. Account Temps, a Robert Half Company. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Rufa Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from Unmet Expectations we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Ruffer Roulette, give us a call. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right. Walgreens has good news for anyone managing diabetes. We've got your back. That's right. Walgreens pharmacists are here to consult with you in person and answer any questions you may have about new and existing medications. You can even get free advice from our trusted experts day and night at walgreens.com or the mobile app. Walgreens has all major brands of diabetes testing supplies like OneTouch
2: and Walgreens TrueMetrics. That's not just good news, it's great news. Stop by and talk to your Walgreens pharmacist today. Walgreens. Trusted since 1901. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference. Who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar. Every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Jimmy BNTC right here on the Big Talker 1700. Always good when we get a chance to welcome in John Bonencamp. We always talk Hawkeyes with him, and we will have to talk about his beloved Los Angeles Dodgers as well. John, how are you, pal? And did you get a chance to watch your boy months last night in the uh, Home Run Derby?
1: Well, he's he's see, he's more the, he's he's one of our own because he played here in Burlington in 2012. Yeah, so he's a, he's one of our own. So no, I just caught bits and pieces of it. I had to cover a game last night, but you know, that, that's a great story. I mean, this was a guy that you know had played just a few games in the in the majors over the last couple of years, and I mean, he was really one of those guys that was a Triple A guy, and the Dodgers have given him a chance, and he's run with it. So I, it's a, it's kind of a great story.
2: It, it really is, and. uh He's one of the guys for the Dodgers. The injuries that they've gone through this season, and it was a rough start. But you said all along, just wait, they'll be fine, and they'll be fine, and <laughs> they're fine again. The wise owl comes
1: true. Well, I mean, again, it's it's a 162 game season, and you can never, right. you know, they they didn't get buried in April, they didn't get buried in early May, and that's and I mean, really, that's the key for any team, especially that starts that starts slow, is. You don't want to get too far behind, and they didn't get too far behind. And, you know, and the diamond I mean, they've played a lot of games against the Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks didn't put them away. And so now, you know, you're in the all-star break, and they're, they're a game up, and, you know, they'll, they'll be rolling as, as we continue.
0: Uh, John, the Manny Machado trade uh, rumors uh, favor the Los Angeles Dodgers right now. Uh, the right. Phillies are still trying to hang in there. Uh, being a Dodger fan, uh, where would you, if they get Manny Machado, how, wh- a what do you think they're going to have to give up, and b how would you rate that
1: trade? Well, I mean, I would imagine that that there will be probably two or three of their their. Prob- well, I, w- I will say probably two of their top ten prospects. Um, I think there's going to be some salary relief in there, too, for them. I mean, I think a, a player like Logan Forsythe goes just to kind of make up for the money you're bringing back in Machado. Um, I do know the Orioles. There was an Orioles scout here in Burlington this weekend scouting the, the Bees, who are an Angels affiliate, and they were playing Great Lakes, who are a Dodgers affiliate. So, um you know, they were looking, they were, you know, you could tell that, that these teams were being looked at here in the last couple of weeks, the, the buyers and the sellers have been, you know, you've just seen the scouts come in and at and, and, and who they're looking at. So, you know, I mean, if it's just Machado, I would imagine it's, it's probably a, a veteran that they can, you know, give up some salary on and a couple of prospects. But if Zach Britton's in the deal, then it's probably a couple more prospects and, you know, and who knows where they go from there. But, I mean, it's probably going to be at least probably three or four players going back to the Orioles.
2: You know, uh, John, take us behind the curtain a little bit. You're there covering the game for the Burlington Hawkeye, the newspaper. But what what does that mean when a scout comes to town? Do you get a chance to converse with them at all? Or are they down in the stands oh. and using the radar gun? What's what's happening there?
1: Oh yeah, a lot of guys will come up to the press box early, in, you know, before you know, an hour before the game, for them to get started. And, and I mean, they tell you some good stories, and they kind of into round. I mean this time of year, you know, a lot of scouts are in the Midwest league because they're they're looking at players that have only played, you know, a short season in a short season league somewhere else. These are guys that are now in a full season Class A league and it's just I mean you can you can kind of tell when teams come to town or when scouts come to town who they're looking at. Like I said, when you get this close to the trade deadline, yeah, they're they're filling out their reports on other organizations, but you can also tell that they're looking for certain players. Like I said, the Orioles were here. Uh, Blue Jays had a scout here. The Royals had a scout here. Nationals had a scout here. Probably looking maybe at somebody at the Angels. Who knows? Um, you know, and and, and then um, there was another one. I was trying to think who, who else was here. But, I mean, there's been a lot of teams come through. They're, they're great talking to some of those guys because they kind of give you some information off the record stuff that, that you kind of then, when you see it happen, you, know, you kind of, oh, okay, that makes sense. So, um, you know, it's really kind of fascinating to see some of these guys come through. And like I said, a lot of times they're just logging reports on players and, you know, just for their records, for future reference. But a lot of times they're scouting organizations to see what's out there, you know, and guys, maybe they can get in a trade.
0: Having a great conversation right now, John the Bowling, uh, Bowling uh, Burlington Hawkeye, is our guest here on the Big Talker 1700. All right, John, uh, let's go to... Uh... Big Ten Media Days, Iowa hot guys. Mm-hmm. They're gearing up. They're gearing up for that. Uh, that just means football is inching that much closer. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of pundits, yep, a lot of pundits out there uh, that we have had on this show have indicated that they still believe the West is Wisconsin, but they think if anybody could pull off the upset, it would be Iowa, just because they get them at home at Kinnick. And they are because of the softer schedule that they're going to catch here again. It is similar to what we saw when they went 12 and 0. Are you of that same belief? I'm not saying they're going to go 12 and 0, but are no. you of that same belief that that they they really could be a player uh, come this season in the West?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, there, there's some there are some things there are some position groups where things have to kind of come together. But I mean, like you said, you know, they get Wisconsin at home. They get Nebraska at home. You know, they mm-hmm. they get some of those teams that, that you know that that maybe in you know and obviously Wisconsin's going to be the favorite, so you get them at home and you get them early in the year too. So you know, it's one of those situations that you know maybe if if you get that game, then all of a sudden that kind of sets the tone. Then for your October and November, you lose that game, and then and then you spend the next two months basically chasing and 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 then it really reduces your margin of error so we're going to know pretty quickly on on where this team stands in the division race just because of the way the schedule plays out
2: it's uh, a start to the season with the northern illinois team that you'd anticipate is going to be pretty good this year john they're uh, one of the favorites in the mac this season and the favorite in the mac west are too many people overlooking that game already getting geared up for week two in iowa state oh sure i
1: mean because I mean, you look at the way the Cyclones end the season, and you look at the momentum they have, and you look at the confidence right now in that program, and that looks like a really big game. But you can't look past that game one, and you know, and so you know, the thing about the thing about it is that I think by the time Iowa plays Wisconsin, they will have been tested a little bit, and you'll get kind of an idea on what what this team looks like, and. and and you know what its strengths and weaknesses are just because of who they play in the first couple weeks. But, yeah, it's one of those things you got to be careful about that game. You don't want to drop that open and then put yourself in a position with a, with a good Iowa State team coming in in a rivalry game when, you know, crazy things happen. So you just don't know sometimes. So, I, like I said, that is a game I, I think you really, you really have to be ready for game one. It's not an easy game. It's not an easy test for you.
0: Well, they don't have Jordan Lynch, the terrific quarterback that lit them up, both passing and running, uh, in that when they played them uh, that one time back at Kinnick. So mm-hmm. that's a good deal. But John, as as Trent referenced, uh, they look to be, if not the best team in the MAC, the second best team in the MAC. And then, even though it's a home game, then Iowa State comes in. And look, I, I think the Si uh game now has taking on is really kind of taking on a totally different level just because it appears that the cyclones are headed really on a big upswing with matt campbell as their coach and coming off the heels of what we witnessed last season right i mean that 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 game was just absolutely spectacular and it's why i guess i love cyhawk week so much
1: yeah, and I mean that's and that was a good that was really a good sign, I think last year for both teams about what kind of teams they were going to be, and it, you know I mean I mean you look you go back to that game and I mean there was a spot there in the fourth quarter where you figured Iowa State was going to win that game, and then Iowa came back. I mean that was the game really where Nate Stanley kind of grew up, and yep. so and then that played such a key role as you went through the rest of the season with Iowa. So that was like a, that was a big game for both programs. So I think that's the kind of game you're going to get this year. I think it's going to be, you know, you've got two teams that, that that look to be, I would say, evenly matched. Maybe Iowa's got a little bit of an edge, but you know what? Iowa State's got a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum right now. And so, I mean, that makes that 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 makes that look like it's going to be a really fun game.
2: John Bonekamp joining us here. So as you get ready to depart, head off to Chicago, what's your big question for Kirk Ferentz? I know – one of the things I wonder about how they're going to work with the new rule with freshmen being able to play up to four games. What's the one burning question you have for Captain Kirk?
1: I'm going to ask him if they're going to have injury reports every week ah, like everybody
2: keeps hitting. Ah, no, yes. Um, us yeah, degenerates, that is very important to us, John. Yes. <laughs> it's going to
1: be really interesting, you know, for, for you know, some of you people who, you know, wager. Yeah, yes. Um, but, um, but, I no, I mean, I, I think the thing is, I mean, I think, I think we're all kind of, you know, okay. You know, where are they at right now at linebacker? Where are they at right now on the offensive line? Where are they at right now in the secondary? You know, all three places, three position groups that are really important for this team. And so, I mean, I think that's going to be the key for me is to kind of see what his reaction is. Because you can get a gauge, really, on what the season is going to be like just from the way he kind of plays things at this event. And, you know, you can kind of see sometimes when he's kind of holding his cards back a little bit. So that'll be kind of, see you know, what's he saying about some of these things and, and where they're at? It'll just be kind of, it's really kind of the first time you get a feel really now after the summer where they're at.
0: Uh, speaking of that, then, do we see, I'm not going to say it's going to be more wide open offense, because that's never the case under Kirk Ferentz, but no. do we see things open up now because he would have much more confidence in quarterback Nate Stanley?
1: No, oh, I, I, I think that that they will. I mean, I think they kind of, I don't want to say dialed back on things last year, but I, I think they made it somewhat simple for him last year. And so now he's got a year under his belt. Now he's played in, in, you know, now he's been a starter. Now he's played in a bowl game. Now you can kind of do some things with him. And now and and your receiving core is a little bit better. You've got great tight ends, obviously. So, I mean, there's, there's some weapons there for him to use. So it'll be, that is going to be one of the things I think is going to be really interesting in September, is to see what they do with him now. Now now that he's got experience, now he knows the speed of the game, now he knows all the intangibles, now what do you do with it? And so I think that's going to be the big thing now as, as we get into the season, is to see where, because I know Kirk really likes him. I know that you know he's always been very positive about it, so it'll be curious to see where he goes with him this year, especially in the first month.
2: So three players will be making their way to Big Ten media days, as it is each and every year. Parker Hesse, no surprise there. Senior defensive end Matt Nelson, another defensive mm-hmm. lineman, the big 6'8 kid from Xavier. And then Nate Stanley becomes only the second junior to make his way to uh, media days with Coach Ferentz. Josie Jewell was the other a few years back. Read into that anything?
1: That shows you just, I think, where, where how much confidence Kirk has in him on and off the field. I mean he I, I think he knows that that this is this is this is a, this is a kid that deserves that kind of recognition and he's also a kid that's not going to go up there and spout off and you know kind of drift away from the company line. so I think it's it shows a lot of confidence that Kurt Ferentz has in him as a player and and as a leader and to have him there as one of the faces of the program I think really is the best indication on where what Kurt Ferentz thinks of him right.
0: You know, it's it's interesting from the football standpoint that once again it is seems like the beast of the east where they will probably eat their own. We know how that takes place. Right. And in the West, everybody as I as we've talked about earlier has has Wisconsin uh, as the team. And as we discussed about Iowa having that capability to maybe be the surprise team, is there anybody else besides the Hawkeyes that could jump up and be a surprise team in the West?
1: You know, that's a good question. Because there's, there's so, I, I kind of want to see where Minnesota is. I kinda wanna see what okay. kind of want to see what kind of steps Illinois makes. I kind of want to see what Nebraska, what happens there. You know, I mean, there's, there's some interesting stories within that division of teams that that may not contend but may be better than what you know we've expected you know over the last couple of years, so it would be really kind of interesting to see those three teams in my mind where they're at as as we get into big Ten play because you know like I said they, they seem to be programs that you know kind of have a different direction going and you kind of want to see where they're at when they get into September, late September early october so to me those those three teams are the ones I just kind of find really interesting in that position.
2: John, final thing for me over to a little bit of basketball, just up to the north in Bettendorf, DJ Carton, week and a half ago, cut his list down to three, and then very quickly afterwards, he said the Buckeyes is where he's going to make home. What was your reaction to that? I know Hawkeye fans certainly were disappointed. They weren't among his finalists there, but Ohio State, I know that stuck a lot of people as a surprise.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that, that, I mean, really would, you you know, it was one of those things, that if you knew that a big name started calling, you knew that there was going to be trouble for Iowa in that situation. And when Ohio State started looking and Indiana started looking and Michigan was really in on him, you, you then got the impression that it was going to really be hard for Iowa to kind of seal the deal. I mean, this, this isn't a kid that, that had a great deal of connection to Iowa and, and the program. So you kind of get that. So, like I said, once the big names started coming around, which you knew was going to happen, I think he looked at it and said, "These are these are places where I might be a really good fit for what I want to do with my career." You know, it it then you know it, for Fran McCaffrey, it, it's it's you know it, you you wish you could have gotten him. You know, now you move on and, and see what else is out there for a year or two down the road. So, you know, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that happens, and I, it just happens in recruiting. That, you know, sometimes you get in on, on guys that people don't know about right away, and then all of a sudden everybody knows. It. And then, then you know, even though you've been in on them, it's kind of an uphill battle.
0: When when now that they get the extra workout uh, and, and have an opportunity then to play on the basketball court instead of playing in the summer leagues, which are now extinct uh, from at least on the east side of the state, Right. Are you good with that? Are you good with that, John? or would you prefer to still have like a summer league or not?
1: Uh, you know, I like it from the standpoint of from from a media standpoint because you get to talk to some of these guys stories on them. you know, from a fan standpoint, I think you know fans got a chance to get you know first look at new guys, you know see where guys are at you know a year later or whatever. but you know the the more instruction they can get in the summer, I think it's a good thing. and I think coaches are really good at at managing. I think coaches are really good at managing time. These kids are going to play, whether you're playing in North Liberty or in Iowa City. They're going to be playing games. I'd rather have them get a couple more extra hours with a coach, you know, breaking down film, you know, individual workouts, whatever. I would rather have them doing that because I think in the long run that makes programs better.
2: John, enjoy the rest of your season. It's coming to a close quicker than, well, many people realize. Big Ten Media Day is starting on Monday over in Chicago. Enjoy that. We'll talk again soon. All righty, have a good one. That's John Bonacamp joining us from the Burlington Hawkeye. Give him a follow on Twitter, at John Bonacamp. Jimmy B, we're less than a week away. We had Big 12 Media Days finishing up Big 10 next week. SEC's going on that crazy pomp and circumstance. (laughs) Football getting closer and closer.
0: You know, I took a look at some of the SEC stuff and the fans, I mean, they let the fans just like walk around with everybody. It's it's unbelievable how they how they do it. I mean, you would think you were at a pep rally the way that they treat uh, SEC media days. But, hey, it is what it is. That's the SEC and that's all they have. So, okay, fair enough. I, I understand it. I, I just find it interesting that... People just, you know, are so concerned just to go to a, a media day and just listen and then scream and yell for their team and then out try and then try to out scream the other fans that are there who are doing exactly the same thing. So, can't you wait for the games to begin? Come no, on, man. No, Let's, Jimmy. No. B,
2: well, those weirdos. Yeah, no. Weirdos to the west of us in Nebraska. Um, Big yes. Ten media day as I was there. Well, it was their first year as a conference member and okay. I'm taking the elevator down to do interviews with the coaches, and lo and behold, yep. there's a couple of dorks in there. Nebraska Red. <laughs> and they're milling about. Now, they weren't allowed into the press conferences, right. they, but they were just right. waiting there in the lobby, just waiting for a coach to come by, maybe a player, get their autograph. What a weird group of people those people are.
0: I'm, I'm telling you, that's that just...
2: Uh, don't you have better things to do? Apparently not. I mean, really? Apparently not. Apparently Apparently not. not. Different for everybody. With that, we got to take a break. We're coming back on the other side, putting a cap on things as we get ready for the All-Star Game tonight. Jimmy B and TC continues on on 1700. Back with you one final time. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Presented in part by New Leaf Wellness. Looking to get in better shape. New Leaf Wellness can help you out. West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. So, Jimmy B, tonight, well, it's simple, because there isn't a whole lot out there in terms of television viewing. So, uh, I'll tell you last night, Jimmy B, I did get into some football last night. You did? Yeah. What? The replay? Canadian? No, no, no. They had the replay of the Iowa State game, so I had to watch that. Oh. So I, oh, got I wish I would have known that. Yeah, I yeah. got, got home, I uh, had the DVR set, so I watched the home run derby. Then after that, I did watch the stupid slow pitch game. I'm entertained by that dumb thing. I know it's stupid. (laughs) I still get a kick out of it. I watched that and then a little late-night viewing of Iowa, Iowa State. So a good evening of sports there. And uh, their ESPN is counting down the top 25 games of college football from last season. Iowa, Iowa State came in at number 24. I know the Mm Iowa-Penn State game will be coming up. I think that's number 5 on their list. I think so, yeah. So uh, always fun to go back, watch a little football. But tonight, it's all about the all-star game, Jimmy B. The one all-star game that that really does matter, though it doesn't count anymore. It's not home field advantage when they tried to go with that cockamamie idea. It's still, to me, the most important all-star game that we have.
0: I think I I wouldn't call it important. I would probably call it uh, a, a game where the players compete From the first inning until the ninth inning. That's the way that I would frame it. Uh, Look, in the NBA, it's showtime until about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then teams will try to D up and try to win. Uh, The NHL All-Star Game is an absolute disgrace. And even worse is the NFL All-Star Game, the Pro Bowl. So they've got all kinds of problems with that. So from that standpoint, yes, this is the one where the players, they want to put on a little bit of a show. I really hope that they do mic up a couple of guys, Trent. And so when the pitchers are warming up and... They're taking shots of players in their respective positions. They can carry on a conversation with somebody in left field or at second base while they're, you know, even though if it only lasts for a minute or two, I just think that that adds so much to the enjoyment and you can tell how much fun the guys were, are, are having. Look, last night in the home run derby, those guys, they look like 12 year olds. They were having so much fun. I mean, they were going for the gusto. You know, getting the crowd involved. The crowd was going nuts as Bryce Harper was, you know, trying to win. And even though it's his home park, I understand that. He's the homeboy there. But still, it was electric in that stadium. And so I I hope that there are a couple of plays or big hits. You know, something that's exciting tonight. Uh, that will help kind of spark this game. And I think having a couple of players mic'd and talking to them um, uh, while they are in their respective positions could play into that. It would be a lot of fun.
2: Well, I don't really care about the mic'ing up. I, I create my own excitement with uh, gambling, and, that, and that's what I do, Jimmy B. <laughs> so uh, let's take a quick trick, trip here to the of Casino. First bet, will there be a run scored in the first inning? No, there will not be. They will both go scoreless in the first. All right. You got to lay minus 175 for that bet, Jimmy B. The plus money on, yes, at plus 145. And as always, Ooh. Brinson laying big juice. That's why Brinson's never a winner. All right. I got another prop for you here. <laughs> this one might be all my right. favorite one. All right. So, okay. you know the line score. Runs, hits, errors, right? Yep. Uh huh. Combine them all together, both the American League and the National League side. Over, yes. under, and... 24.
0: Runs, hits, errors. I mean, we could have 10 hits by each team. Might have eight hits by each team. Four runs scored by each team. (laughs) I don't expect people. I know I'm trying to total it up right here on my head. Yeah. And I don't think there'll be an error in the game. Um,
2: and you say it's 24 over under 24 is the number I'm going to go over. You're going over. I yep, went over. I have a feeling. Yeah, you did. I went over. I'm on the same train as you. I, you know, okay. a, a six, uh, you know, a six, four type of game. You're half, almost yeah. halfway there. You get the hits in there. I kind of see like a, a six ten and one, and then a, a four, nine and zero, something like, I, I sure. think it's going over yeah. the number. But look at past years. Here's the final score over the last five seasons: two to okay. one, four to two, six yeah. three, five three, and three nothings. Maybe right. not. Maybe not. Uh, so that's I just got did. a
0: feeling. I just got a feeling there's going to be some runs on the board by both teams. All right. I mean, could it be a, a five four game, five three game? Yeah. 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 I, I would take that in a heartbeat.
2: Absolutely. All right. Finally, who do you got? All Star Game MVP, Jim. You got uh, the favorites at the top, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. They're all listed now at 10-1. to If you want to go a little bit deeper, you can. You got a name that's kind of bouncing around in your mind outside of the favorites? Because you take favorites too often. Uh, Where's Manny Machado? Manny Machado. I kind of like where your thought process is going here. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. he's 22 to 1. There's a good right. one
0: Jimmy B. Might 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 be the last time yeah. that you see him in an Orioles jersey. When he walks to the plate, last time you see him in an Orioles jersey if the Dodgers get a deal done like everybody seems to be speculating that a deal is in place uh with the LA Dodgers and the Baltimore Orioles. So, you say he's
2: 22 to 1? 22 to 1. Pretty good price. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm going for Manny Machado. I, I mean I think it would be great if he put on a little bit of a show and and had a couple of hits in that game, scored a couple runs, made a big play in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Manny Machado just because of what's on the table. I mean I get it that Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and, and those guys are uh, you know, the leaders in the clubhouse, but uh, the underlying story here, and they are in D.C., which is like an hour's drive from Baltimore. That's it. So I get uh, I get the feeling Manny Machado, I, I'm going to go Manny. Yes, I am. That's,
2: that's where I'm headed. Manny is the guy. 22 to 1. Pretty good odds there, Jimmy B. We'll find out tonight if you are correct. With that, we are out of time. Jimmy B., enjoy the All-Star Game festivities this evening.
0: Same to you, pal, and we will be back at it again tomorrow, everybody, bright and early, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, right here on the Big Talker 1700.